Doug Ford certainly is, uh, he's uh, basically putting his foot down. Foot is down on a couple of things. And we're joined now by Giddy Mammon in Toronto, who is, of course, so he's been on the show before. He's an immigration lawyer. He always has something to say about this. Giddy, this is, you know, this is your territory. Um, Right now, Doug Ford is saying that the responsibility for our uh, asylum seekers, the the problem of resettling the asylum seekers, lays 100% with the prime minister and the feds. What do you say? Well, it's hard not to agree with that, and, and this is why. The, uh, under our Constitution, the federal government is responsible for the borders and for immigration. And the provinces are uh, responsible for social services. So uh, there's no question that the rules of the game have now changed. Uh, it used to be that the CBSA uh, used to guard our border and uh, make sure people don't come in uh, without authorization. But it seems since uh, this, this current federal government... Uh, they're not doing that. They're, in, in fact, now moving resources to the border to process people who are coming at places other than the proper ports of entry. So now we have a flood of people. And it's fine if the federal government, you know, uh, wants to change their border policy. But what they're really doing is saying, we want you, the provinces, to pay for it. And uh, the new premier, Doug Ford, is not having anything to do with that. He's saying, look, you want to keep an open border. You want to welcome everybody, uh, as Justin uh, Trudeau did in, in that infamous tweet that we're a welcoming country, then mm-hmm. fine, you pay for it. But uh, that's, uh, that's how uh, he sees it, and it's not a surprising uh, approach. He's not the only one that's worried about not having money and the, and the uh, ability to house these people. John Tory also worried about it, the mayor of Toronto. In November, our former premier, Kathleen Wynne, she signed the, Can- the Canada-Ontario Immigration Agreement. Can you give us an idea of what that entailed? And I'm guessing this is in jeopardy now. Well, of course, it's it's a cooperation agreement between the province and the federal and the federal government. The difference uh, in is is in philosophy. Um, our former premier said, "Look, they're in Ontario. We consider them Ontarians, and uh, uh, you know we're willing to do our fair share." Um, Doug Ford is saying they're not Ontarians. They're the, the the guests of the federal government, and the federal government should pay. So uh, that um, you know that agreement, I don't think, is going to have a long shelf life. Um, I think it's interesting to note that uh, Doug Ford uh, didn't uh, appoint an immigration minister, uh, from what I understand, to his cabinet. So that's another signal that uh, he's not looking at the immigration file as his responsibility. We have an immigration minister federally, and uh, he's looking to him uh, to develop policies on, on, on what we do at the border and how we're going to handle those people. But Doug Ford is washing his hands of it. It's pretty obvious. We're speaking with Giddy Mammon, who is a Toronto immigration lawyer, about, if you haven't heard it yet, uh, Doug Ford government ending cooperation with Ottawa on resettlement of asylum seekers. Right now he is in uh, with the Prime Minister having a little conversation. I'm sure it's going to get heated here and there in its own special way. Um, where does this leave the people who are currently in the asylum system, Giddy? Well, someone is going to pick up the tab, and I think this is posturing. Uh, you have to remember that in Ontario, we only have, you know, a, a certain number of beds. Uh, you know, it was announced a few months ago that they, they had no beds. So for, for the people who are in Ontario who need those beds, um, you know, there just aren't any. So because of this influx, for example, uh, there was an agreement that uh, we would have to pick up the tab for $6.3 million or something for 800 beds uh, at uh, Humber College and Centennial College just for part of the summer. Um, 
there is a real problem. Uh, if you allow all these people to come in, somebody has to set up shelters for them. Uh, and Ontario hasn't, hasn't done that because uh, we don't know whether or not this is a long-term plan, if the board is going to be shut down. But even if they did act on it, it's going to take time to, to deliver those resources, to construct those resources. So where we go from now, I think the federal government is going to have no choice but to fund directly or indirectly uh, those beds and, and those services because, um, you know, we have a premier who, who is, doesn't seem to be buying into this program. So I, I think the feds are going to have to come up with the money. I don't think they're going to have much of a choice. Now, Quebec declared that they were full. They couldn't take any more asylum seekers. And so they passed uh, all the asylum seekers onto Ontario, onto Toronto. Uh, where would we pass them to? Well, see, that, that is, uh, just hearing that sounds so crazy, because uh, first of all, they're coming in through Quebec, which was great, because Quebec, you know, is generally a welcoming province uh, for uh, immigrants. They, they like that. They like people who are coming, especially if they speak French. Mm-hmm. But at some point, uh, you, you become overwhelmed, and they say, well, you know what, we're going to help you get to Ontario. Well, that's, you know, that, that is the obvious problem. You cannot do that. That's not an Ontario problem to take on those who came in from Quebec, and it's not Quebec's problem to take those people on either. It's a federal program, and the federal government should be responsible. So now uh, Ontario is pushing back. It's interesting to know that regardless of where people will enter Canada, you know, whether it's through B.C. or it's through somewhere else, almost 50% will end up in Ontario anyways. So I knew, and a lot of people in this area knew, that the people that we're letting into Quebec don't don't go to Quebec to stay in Quebec. They enter Quebec because that's where the hole in the fence is. And so they come across the border and they catch a bus in many cases and they head towards Toronto where they find jobs and where, you know, their language skills are more, uh, are, 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 are better received. Not everybody who's coming across the border, especially from the States, speaks French. So ultimately, regardless of where the hole in the fence is, 50% of that is going to end up in Ontario. So I guess uh, Doug Ford is saying, you know what, you know, we don't care if they're coming from Quebec, we're coming from somewhere else. Uh, the feds have got to pick up the tab. Justin Trudeau, that tweet that you uh, mentioned happened on January 28th, 2017. It said, to those fleeing persecution, terror and war, Canadians welcome you regardless of your faith. Diversity is our strength. Obviously, that was in response to Trump's immigration bill that was incredibly unpopular, uh, you know, globally. But has he now put himself in a position where he can't, as you put it, plug a hole in the border at Quebec? Uh, Absolutely. He's painted himself in a corner he cannot get himself out of. Those words, when I read them for the first time, my jaw dropped because uh, I've been doing this for over 30 years. I have never heard a prime minister or an immigration minister say any words like that. Uh, And especially the timing of it uh, was shocking because the second that we started to see pressure from the Trump administration on the illegal community in the United States, uh, that tweet came out. Basically, it said, well, if you can't stay there, come here. Um, And there's a safe third country agreement, which which was implemented and enforced by many uh, federal governments in, in Canada. All of a sudden, it sounds like uh, that the, the minister, uh, that the prime minister is asking or expecting people to come in, notwithstanding uh, the application of that agreement, which was designed to uh, sort of keep a, a lid on the, the, the flow of 
uh, refugees and asylum seekers uh, coming into Canada. And keep in mind, when we talk about people fleeing war and fleeing terror, you have to remember that they're coming from the United States where there is no war and there's no terror. Uh, the whole safe third country agreement was premised on the fact that both Canada and the United States uh, are signatories to the convention and have responsibilities to assess refugee claims in, uh, consistent with the terms of that convention. So um, to say that you're welcome if you're escaping these situations and, and sort of targeting the, the, the community of 11 million people or so uh, in the United States, um, that I think was, uh, was certainly not expected uh, by uh, people in, in, in this industry. And you have to keep in mind now that the 11 million is not a static number. The United States is seeing 38,000 people per month cross the southern border, even with Donald Trump um, at the helm uh, in the White House. That's over 450,000 people per year. So that population is only going to grow. And if it grows in the United States, uh, the pressure on our border is going to increase proportionately. So if we want those numbers, that's terrific. You know, keep the border uh, going the way it is. Uh, but... Canadians are going to have to understand that that tweet has cost this country many hundreds of millions of dollars already. We don't know what the final bill will be because we don't know who's going to stay, who's going to be refused, how long they will stay, uh, and what services they'll need. And, um, you know, that could be uh, felt for, for, for many, many years uh, to come. So, Giddy, before I let you go, the Prime Minister and the Premier now meeting at Queen's Park, when they when he, uh, you know, they come out of their meeting, do you anticipate that, speaking of a bill, we'll hear about some funding coming from the feds towards Ontario? I'm not saying that we're going to hear that today. At the end of the day, someone has to pay. Uh, somebody, you know, they, they can't let people in and watch those people sleep on the streets. And those people who are coming in uh, are going to be going to hospitals, and those hospitals are funded by the province. Uh, and the province is going to turn to the federal government and say, look, these are the people who've come in. They've, you know, they've undergone this kind of medical treatment. Somebody's got to pay the bill. The problem that you have here is that you know, uh, the feds um, you know, pay the provinces uh, lots of money for lots of different things. So. You know, you have to be careful because, you know, uh, if, if, if Ontario resists, they, they say, well, we, we, we don't want to pay for this. The federal government could just simply take it out of another pocket uh, and say, okay, that's fine. So we'll just reduce this other payment towards mm -hmm. you. So in the end of the day, Ontario may, in effect, end up in the same position. But it's not going to be on that budget line in terms of uh, immigration resettlement. It's a matter of politics now, but I guess the federal government has got to understand that one of its major provinces is pushing back. And if it does, and it does so successfully, other provinces that are similarly affected and who do not welcome these numbers, they're going to get the idea that, you know what, maybe we should push back as well. And then it's a, you know, it becomes a bit of a different ballgame. Giddy, I appreciate your time today. Thanks so much for joining Thank us. Thank you so much for having me.